0: Um, minimalism really is about what is most important to me what are my values or even taking a step further what do I think is my purpose in life what do I want to accomplish with my life when I know what I want to accomplish with my life then minimalism becomes okay what possessions help me do more of that And what is everything I've collected that's just distracting me from it?
1: Minimalism. What does it really mean? Is it something that's so interesting and intriguing to me because I feel the trap of consumerism that's like all too real, especially when it comes to um, kids and all the things that we end up needing, quote, needing as a result. Well, today I'm talking with Joshua Becker, who's been at this minimalism thing for a decade, and he's been writing and sharing along the way, and he gives some advice on how to get started with getting rid of the things that get in the way. So let's jump in. Well, today we have Joshua Becker on the podcast, which is, he's from the blog Becoming Minimalist, and he's a father minimalist. He's an author and, and blogger, obviously. With He has 1 million subscribers on his blog, um, and he's really spreading an, an awesome message, I think, for parents, which is um, buying less, having less things, minimalizing not only things, but I think also like obligations in your life and how do you focus on what actually matters. So thanks so much for being on the podcast, Josh.
0: Oh, quit. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You are doing This is important stuff. I, uh, I appreciate the important conversations you're having for sure.
1: Well, I'm, I'm excited about your new book, the minimalist home that's coming out. I know you got that coming out later this, um, month, but I wonder maybe if you could give just the, the little background for some, maybe listeners that don't know about you and the work that you're doing. Um, and maybe tell the story about how you got to where you're at today.
0: Yeah, I'll give the, uh, the abbreviated version and I'll, Happy to share any details that um, you think would be would be important, but uh, I I grew up pretty squarely in the middle class. Uh, uh, minimalism was was not something that was ever, I, I suppose, even a word I had ever considered. Ten years ago, so I would have been uh, thirty three at the time. Uh, I was actually a pastor. Uh, I was uh, up in Vermont, and I was spring cleaning my garage. Uh, uh, my son was five. I had pulled everything yeah. out of the garage after the long Vermont winter and had spent hours tidying it up and try, you know getting rid of things we didn't need and hosing it all down. Um, my son um, was playing alone in the backyard this entire time, uh, all morning long into the early afternoon, actually. I, uh, I started complaining to my neighbor a bit about you know, just being tired from from working and um, frustrated with all the, um, you know, the, the job that never seemed to be done. And she introduced me to the word. Um, she said, you know, that's why my daughter is a minimalist. She keeps telling me I don't need to own all this stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, I looked over and in my driveway was a pile of dirty, dusty things that I didn't care anything about, really. Uh, but it's spent all morning taking care of, um, out of the corner of my eye, I saw my five-year-old son swinging alone on the swing set in the backyard and suddenly had this realization that, um, my possessions were not making me happy, which I think most people would say, or at least would, you know, think that they believe to be true, that their possessions aren't making me happy, are making them happy. But, um, this further understanding, not only were my possessions not making me happy, my possessions were taking me away from the very thing that did bring me happiness in life. And not just happiness, but purpose and fulfillment and joy. And that is a very different um Uh, a different realization, I think, that um, our possessions are not just not making us happy. They're actually distracting us from the things that do uh, and the things that actually do matter in life. And so that was, that was for me the moment. Um, I'm like, well, why do I have a bunch of stuff that's keeping me from the life I wish I was living? Uh, I'm getting rid of it.
1: Yeah. I think that's a powerful story. I mean, who hasn't been there, you know, cleaning out, either it's cleaning out your garage or like, I know when we moved, um, into our first house we moved to an apartment and it's like okay i don't you don't think you have a lot of stuff if you're just an apartment and you're moving to like this we were moving to a much bigger house and it was like it was like man like we have so much crap <laughs> it's like where where did all this come from and 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 just the sheer workload it was just even to move it and then you got to like organize it and all of that stuff so i think obviously you know most people have been there but it's like what do you do about that and what you know, minimalism, you know, there's several people, um, yourself included, that have kind of started to talk about this. And um, obviously, you have a, a large following with with a million um, subscribers on your blog. But how how over the years have you helped and learned about people's process from going to, we'll say, consumerism to more minimalism? And what are the barriers there? Because it's like, it seems like it's a mindset, mindset shift, you know? Like, Everything is pushing you towards consumerism, so like, how how do they how do you do that?
0: Well, I've written several books trying to answer that question, <laughs> um, so um, so there's probably not a short um, probably not a short answer to it. Um, so, I had that conversation with my neighbor, and I was in. Like, I knew uh, I wanted to be true of me. And so I went online and uh, searched for minimalism and found a few people writing about it, but not a lot. Um, but what was interesting about the people that I did find writing about it is they, they were all doing it a little bit differently. Uh, one person was moving into a tiny home. Uh, one person was um, living out of a backpack, traveling the world. Uh, one person was still in his home with his two teenage daughters and wife, and um, so I, I noticed that it, it looks very different um, for individual people. However, um, I did notice th- one consistency between them, and that was this, that whatever was most important to that person um, was driving the way they were living out minimalism, and mm. so... Um, Colin was in his 20s, and he loved traveling. And so everything fit in a backpack. Uh, the, the couple up in Portland who were trying to get out of debt, they move into the tiny home. Mm. Um, minimalism really is about what is most important to me, what are my values, or even taking a step further, what do I think is my purpose in life? What do I want to accomplish with my life? When I know what I want to accomplish with my life, then minimalism becomes okay what possessions help me do more of that and what is everything i've collected that's just distracting me from it hmm. um and so for us it was it was about a 9 month process of going through our home and um, I, uh, we had three different small groups that were meeting at our home and I was doing some premarital counseling. We would have people over for dinner to talk about not just the ceremony, but marriage afterwards. And so it was never, I was never like, well, I'm moving into the tiniest home I can possibly find. It was, look, I still need to have a space for these groups. I still need to have a, you know, enough plates and cups and forks so that I can, you know, so that we can have these people over for dinner. Um, but what is just all the, the junk that, just like you said, that society told me I needed or society told me would improve my life, um, but uh, in actuality, it's not. Um, the Minimalist Home really is, uh, after 10 years of um, implementing this in my own life and then helping, uh, helping people, helping others do it, um, what is a process that makes sense? I, I tell people to go easiest to hardest through their home. So you don't start in the attic or the basement. You start in your living room. You start in your bedroom where you can um, accomplish, you know, um, have like a sense of accomplishment. And you can notice how owning lust is influencing you and improving your life. Um, so that's um, the book goes into, you know, more details about that. But um, easiest to hardest, um, always kind of keeping a, uh, an eye on the, an eye on the prize, um, an eye on, you know, why do I want this to be true of me? Uh, what's the life I'm hoping to live, uh, instead of just accumulating a bunch of stuff I don't need.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's important. I mean, I, I can see where you we're saying, okay, we're going to start with values and what's important. And then we're going to drive like, okay, what are, how are my things aligning with those values? Um, I think like, especially, you know, this is, this podcast is geared towards fathers and, you know, as you become, as you become parents and then you have to buy all this stuff to, you know, just take care of like a, an infant and then a toddler and then the kids get older. And it's like, it seems to me this sense of like purging, um, through those stages, you, there's a, there's a tendency to want to just hold on to all of that stuff, um, and that really distracts, you know, from from life is what I'm kind of hearing you say and what, what I've seen. Um, but what about like, um, you know, how you teach your kids about this? You know, is this, have you found like, what were the conversations that you had with your kids through this process? Obviously, you personally reached a point of complete frustration and you saw the solution and you took action on it. So they're learning by, you know, example. But what other conversations have you had with your kids around this concept and maybe that's popped up where they want all of this stuff. And you're saying, no, you know, this, you're, you're trying to guide them away from that mentality. Like maybe you could speak a little bit about that and, and the conversations or just the practices that you guys go through, um, just with your kids.
0: Yeah. First and foremost, I think, um, guiding them away from that thinking that you just mentioned is so important and, um, is so important for, not just for when they're kids, but for when they are adults. I mean the the reality is life is all about boundaries. I mean life is a finite resource in and of itself, right? We uh, we all have limited time, and we have limited money, and limited energy, and limited space. And one of the one of the most important life lessons that we can ever learn is so because my time and money and energy is limited, what am I going to put in it? Like, what is most important in my life? Um, I have to start with those things. Um, I can't start with, you know, filling my life with things that don't matter. And so for us, first and foremost, we did not start by getting rid of our kids' stuff. So I speak to, and it is very interesting, you know, the conversation between um, – moms and dads in, in some of this stuff. Um, <laughs> like I could go, so I could go speak to a mom's group. And the first question they ask me is how do I get rid of my kids toys and how do I get rid of my kids clutter? Uh, because we always see everyone else's clutter, um, quicker than we see our own, of course. Right. Um, and I'll, I'll always respond, look, you can't go home. You can't hear the word minimalism, uh, know that you want it to be true of your life and go home and make your kids get rid of all their things first. Um, like you, you have to get rid of your own stuff first. Um, uh, you, and, and even you can't get rid of your wife's stuff. You can't complain about your wife's side of the closet until you've done your garage. You know, like you have to do your things first so that they see that, um, not just your spouse, but also your kids. Um, so they see it happen. Um, I'm a big over explainer when it comes to kids. I think it's important. I think we should be able to explain every decision that we're making for them. Um, if they argue against a decision and we can't come up with the reason why we made the decision, then maybe (laughs) they have a pretty good point. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think, you know, because dad said so is, is, um, reason enough. So, Um, So why are we doing this? Why are we getting rid of things? Um, We're, you know, we're we're looking, you know, we're we're hoping to have more money available for other things. We're hoping to have time for the important things in life. Like this is why we're owning less. Explain that to them. And then when you get to their stuff, going back to this um, point about boundaries, uh, physical boundaries, I think, are so helpful for kids, uh, especially the younger they are. You can have as many toys as you want that fit in this closet or fit in this toy chest or fit against this wall. Uh, You can have whatever clothes you want as long as they fit in this closet. Um, For my son, he's 16 um, and he's into soccer and you can have whatever soccer gear you need, it just has to fit on this shelf in the garage. Um, This, they're able to see it and then it begins this process of, okay, I, I don't have unlimited space. So what am I going to keep? What is most important? What is most valuable to me? Um, I think that that is a, a life lesson that they need to learn, um, for the rest of life. And so, yeah, they, they see the example. I, I think I'm living a life that's a far better example for my kids now than ever before where I was just buying stuff cause it was on sale and, um, wanted more, uh, wanted more and more things. And, um, yeah. Then I guess that last point you mentioned, um, trying to cover them all, um, envy, um, you know, the, the, the reality is that, um, we don't, we don't overcome envy by buying the thing that we think is going to help us overcome it. Um, mm. and I saw that one time when I, when there were two young kids in my backseat and they were arguing over, um, one's dad had a, a BMW and the other dads had a Corvette and they were jealous of the other kid's dad. (laughs) Um, And and I'm like, you know what? Like, if my son wants something because everyone else has it, buying that thing isn't going to solve that problem because there's just going to be something else later that he wants. The way you solve that problem, in fact, is by not buying the object of the envy. You solve that problem by helping them find. Happiness and contentment and and gratitude for what they already um, have—that's how you overcome envy in life, not by um, buying whatever it is you think that's going to solve it.
1: Yeah, no, I I I think those are great points. You know, the the physical—you talked about the the kids having a physical boundary of of you know toys fitting in a certain amount of chest size chest or something. But, man, I, I think I need that, <laughs> you know, what 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 things I can limit myself to because, you know, I'm, I'm quick to jump on my kids or my wife for the amount of things they have. And then I, I got tools and stuff in the garage. And it's like, man, you know, physical boundaries, I think, would be a really practical method, which which brings me to another question I was going to ask is, you know, oftentimes, you know, I and I know probably others will do like a spring cleaning like you're talking about and you'll do a purge. And then you get rid of, you know, a a lot of stuff and it feels good, but then how do you not have it fill back up? And, and you kind of answer that with the, with the physical limitations and boundaries that you put in place, which are seemingly really practical, you know?
0: Yeah. Yes. Although I, 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 um, I find that to be a, 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 a different journey for most people. Um, uh, most people would agree that they want to own less mm-hmm. um, but a life of wanting less I think is 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 very different um, it's one thing to it's great to own less but it's even better to want less is usually the way I say it because um, because when you overcome that urge um, to buy and and keep up with the Joneses and um, when you're less susceptible to some of that messaging of of the world, um, then, then that's when life really opens up. Then, then that's when, okay, what am I chasing with my life? What am I pursuing with my life? Um, if it, if it's not the latest and greatest everything or the bigger house all the time, um, then I I think we're able to live our lives for far, um, far greater things, uh, with far more lasting significance. But I, it's a, it's a different journey. Um, I, I think it takes, you know, um, uh, rethinking the role of money in our lives and, and rethinking, um, you know, what am I trying to accomplish? And even the role of work in my life. I mean, it's a, um, it's a, it's an, it's an important journey, um, for sure. And I think that that's where the, the greatest joy is. There's plenty of people who declutter at spring break, uh, over spring <laughs> and then just fill up their house again and have to do it every spring, um, which is no way to live if you ask me.
1: Yeah, no, I think, and that, that, to me, that seems like it speaks to, it's it's an ongoing process of alignment around, like, questioning what your values are, what are the things you're actually, like, motivated by or actually want to do, and that's what drives the, the adoption of things, which I think when it comes, you know, to bring it back to kids, I think that you said it where you don't believe that the philosophy of just, you know, because dad or mom says so is good. It's more around a discussion to explain to them why you're doing what you're doing and I think what I'm hearing you say is, you know, that's a continual process. Even as they get older, you know, as your son, you know, he's 16, it's like he's starting to maybe even buy a lot of his stuff that are, is related to something he cares about, which is soccer. And having that conversation with them, and 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 continually dialoguing about it, because it's then shaping their behaviors going forward, right? Which maybe you can't do at a certain level when they're five, you know, they just want all these toys. <laughs> and then that just, but if you, if you just do it one and done, you know, like you're saying, de, you know, some people just declutter at spring break. Um, you know, I think that's, that's a, it's a discipline is what it sounds like. You know, it's really a discipline to find focus and find alignment around your values.
0: Yeah. Um, that's a great way to put it. Um, you know, do you want, uh, do you want your kids to, you know, do you, would your, would your dream be for your kids that they would fill up their house with stuff, with stuff that doesn't matter, um, purge it all in the spring and then fill it all back up the next nine months only to purge it in the spring. (laughs) Like, no, I don't, I don't want my son to live a life like that. Like that just sounds foolish when you, when you say it out loud. Um, and yet how many of us do it as parents, right? Like, Um, like this is the way most people live. They can't park in their garage and their, their closets are too full and their drawers don't shut. And, um, and like kids are just learning that from us. Um, if that's the life that I'm living, then, then that's what my kids are going to do when, when they get older. Um, you know, we, we don't get to make, um, decisions for our kids when, when they get older, but we- like we, we teach the values as best we can and, and we model as best we can um, when they're young. And then in some ways we hope for the best. You know, we cross our fingers and pray and hope for the best when, when they're older, that they're going to um, kind of adopt the values that we, that we hope to, to pass on to them. But they might or they might not. But the one thing I always come back to is, but they can always come back to what they saw. Um, so my son, when he's gets married and starts making money in his, whatever age it might be, like, maybe he goes and he buys the biggest house he can and he fills it with the the most stuff that he possibly can. Like, maybe he decides to do that, but I'm pretty confident that down the road, he's going to realize that, that that's not the wisest way to live life and like he can always have that moment where he's like, Oh, now it makes sense why my dad did that. And now it makes sense why, uh, my parents lived that way. Now I see it. Um, and they can always come back to the values that we, um, that we set for them when they're young.
1: Awesome. Well, I think that's a great way to, way to end it. And thank you so much, Joshua. I think, you know, some great points and I think, you know, just a way to start and a way to approach minimalism, um, so becomingminimalist.com is where you can find the 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 work by Joshua with his books and some of his you know blog posts um, and then the millennium, the minimalist home comes out on December 18th and we have a special actually giveaway we're doing we're going to give away a couple copies of this book um, of his book when it comes out so um, all you're going to have to do is is send um, a link to this episode to a friend of yours and and um, cc Mike at two cent dad, the number two cent com, and you'll be entered to win. And then you'll, you know, we're going to do that giveaway after the 18th when the book comes out. So thank you so much, Joshua. I really appreciate your time. Um, and best of luck with the book launch.
0: No, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, honestly, I, uh, I meant when I said, thanks for the work that you're doing. It's, um, I, uh, I, I love, I love anyone who's doing anything that, uh, helps, helps, uh, helps people focus on, on things that actually matter. Um, and certainly you're doing that. So I appreciate being on.
1: Thank you so much for listening. If you found this valuable, then please share it with another father who you think would benefit from it. This show exists to help fathers and iron sharpens iron. Also head over to twosetdad.com to sign up, to get notified when new podcasts or blog posts come out. And you can always drop me a line at mike at twocentdad dot com. Thanks for listening.